just the two of us mm. we can make it if we try just the two, two of us. us you and i welcome 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 everyone back to escaping reality the podcast where friends get together and talk about reality competition shows i could not be more excited two reasons why number one new season of survivor i mean say what you want about last season and we have said what we wanted we said so much we've said Mm -hmm. more than enough but we're all excited like i couldn't hide my excitement when i was watching it so i'm ready to talk about it i'm ready to get into it i don't know how long my excitement will last but we're gonna do it number two we have a new logo I think this will be the first episode that has that new logo on the pod. So let us know what you think. You can comment on it on Instagram. It's super, super cute. Um, so it's going to be a great episode because we got new vibes. We got new energy, even though it's mostly the same energy. Housekeeping. It is just Anna and Aggie today. Stacy could not join us, but she did send some thoughts. So you'll hear those shortly. But today's just a little like cute little duet episode. Um, so it's just your gals. Jam it on the microphone. <laughs> Jam it on the mic on the radio waves so we're ready to get into it it's late it's fast on bedtime it's gonna be a fun one um if you're not already make sure that you're subscribed to the show following whatever apple podcast spotify you know the drill you listen to podcasts rating and review haven't checked on those in a while let's see if we've got any new ones um probably not so that's your that's your cue listeners to go put one um we're on instagram at escaping reality pod we're on tiktok at escaping reality pod someday maybe this is the season where we start to post on TikTok. It's going to be. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting. All of that being said, it's time to talk about episode one of Survivor, season 44, titled, I Can't Wait to See Jeff. And we saw him. So uh, let's get into it. He was there. He was totally there. Before we do our initial thoughts, I'm just going to quickly remind everyone of the tribe breakdown, who we've got, because it's a new season. Um, We did our like initial cast assessment if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that now. Um, but in case you forgot, and also just before we give our initial thoughts, we have the Tika tribe. They're purple slash pink. We've got Carolyn, Jam Jam, which correction from our cast assessment, we all thought it was Yam Yam. You I'm know, sorry. I think the whole world did until we heard it spoken, which theme of our entire cast assessment episode was like, these are my thoughts until I hear them speak. And I got to tell you, it really changed some of my thoughts. So Carolyn, Jam Jam, Sarah, Bruce, Helen Carson. Then we have Soka, the green tribe. We've got Matt, Danny, Claire, Josh, Franny, and Heidi. And then we've got Ratu, the orange slash red slash yellow tribe. It's unclear. (laughs) It's unclear what the color is. Um, And that is Kane, Brandon, Lauren, Jamie Lynn, Matthew, and Maddie. This is who we've got. It's great. So as mentioned, Stacy is not here, but she did send us some thoughts. This is going to be the first time we listened to them. I was texting Stacy when we were watching because we both watch live. So like I know a little bit of her feelings, but I'm going to turn it over to the voice note from Stacy. Hey, Escaping Reality fam. Sorry, I'm not on the pod this week, but I still wanted to send in some of my thoughts for episode one of season 44. Interesting start to the episode. Carolyn learning how to do an interview. My thoughts have not changed on Carolyn, so we'll see if that changes later. I liked getting to meet the new people. There are some that stood out to me. Um, I am wishing Sarah was on my, was a draft pick of mine, because Sarah, for some reason, stood out to me as very likable, very athletic, very smart. So I think she's on Aggie's team, but I'm watching her now. Lauren, I am still very proud that I chose Lauren. I was a little worried for her this episode, but she's still there. So very excited. Shout out to her because she listens to our podcast. She listened before going on. Let's see. The injuries, I just, I don't want to see this many challenges stopped for injury. So I know Anna loves a good medevac, but poor Bruce. Oh, this brings me to the slow-mo. Like that slow motion shot of him getting a concussion. (laughs) I just, I don't know. It wasn't working for me. There were a lot of these little slow-mo cuts and it makes me think of like Survivor China, but worse maybe. So I don't know, small editing thing. 
the new advantages are interesting. I mean, I like that they're mixing it up with the, um, I think it's called legacy advantage. Um, it's interesting. And you can also lose your vote twice when you go up there. Uh, and then the hidden in plain sight. Also, you know, I just want to see how that goes for the other two tribes. I think those are the main things. I mean, obviously the, tri- the, the tribal council was wild for a first tribal council. Um, and I was a little unsure why Jamie played shot in the dark, but I've seen from some of the, some of Maddie's interviews that it maybe wasn't as weird or unexpected as, as we felt. Um, so that might've been an editing thing, but Hey, she's the first one to actually play it correctly. And then we also had the idol played correctly in the first episode. So Hey, they're playing, they're playing at least you know, if they're going to get these advantages, at least they're going to use them. I feel like last season, they were never used. So those are my main thoughts. Um, Oh, also wanted to say that, again, someone not on my tribe, (laughs) but Matt on um, Soka, the green tribe, I liked his little spiel about like having anxiety going into this. And I think he also talked about having a breakup. And he's very likable as well. So I'm just I'm watching these people wishing... I had known all this before our draft picks, (laughs) but can't wait to listen to this episode later since I'm not going to be there for the recording. So I'll definitely listen Um, and can't wait to hear the thoughts of all our listeners as well. Bye. Bye, Stace. We love her. (laughs) We miss her. And I agree with um, some of those points that we'll get into. And I'm sure like a lot of them are going to carry over into the coming weeks. And we can hear more from Stacy then. My initial thoughts are quick. I will give mine and then Aggie, I'll hand it over to you. I think generally speaking, I was just like pretty excited, more excited than I thought. Like once the episode started and like Jeff comes out and the music starts and you get like the little snippets from everyone, which we did hear pretty much from, I think, everybody this episode, which was great. Ooh, I didn't pay attention to that, but I think you might be right. I feel like we at least talked to everybody once. Yeah, like even if it was a few lines, I feel like I saw everyone in there, like, you know, everyone got a chance to say something. But my my mom kept laughing at me because I like was smiling at the TV because I just like couldn't hide it. And that's just like the spirit of a new season of Survivor. Like as, as much as there were definitely things that I didn't totally love. And there was a lot going on. And like at, at times it really did feel like there was a lot going on. It's just so much fun. And I really am liking these people. I'm excited to talk about them. I'm excited to talk about the new things that we saw with like the summit changes and the advantages um, and the bird cage, the bird cage. Um, and the injuries. Like there's so much to get into, so I won't harp on it here. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it was a solid, solid start. I see what Jeff was talking about when he said it's going to be, you know, a really exciting dynamic season. So uh, yeah, I think my only criticism, well, not my only criticism, but my biggest criticism of this cast is like they're all so excited all of the time we gotta calm down and i think that's the problem with like having super fans is like they like i couldn't stop smiling watching it and they couldn't stop smiling anytime anything happened like getting to the summit finding the birdcage getting to a challenge talking to jeff i get that it's exciting but it was getting annoying okay those are my general thoughts aggie give me your initial thoughts and then we will get into the nitty-gritty of everything that happened in this episode which is everything that could have possibly happened you know that um spinal tap quote it's like take it up to 11 yeah <laughs> they're already there and mm-hmm. I, they don't need to be matthew sit down stop climbing shit carolyn oh, stop calling yourself loud and just play the game um there's just like a few people where you're like you need to calm down to quote taylor swift you need to Miss calm Jay down Jay. um shout out to the eras tour anyway so no don't <laughs> shout out to the eras tour taylor more power to you starting your tour in two weeks um so I thought it was a good episode as well. I think what Stacey mentioned about Maddie's exit interviews and being like Jamie was really like it, she was a target and a lot of people had said her name and like she got wind of it and was like, I'm playing shot of the dark. All of that was cut in the edit. And I think it was because realistically we had to talk through three medical scenarios that like I'm assuming one had big impact on the game. We had a medivac, Anna, you got your wish. I have a feeling another is coming. I'm just, I'm nervous. But so like we had two medivacs, which is like, or not two medivacs, two, three like medical situations, right? Brandon, Bruce, yeah. and someone else, Matthew. Matthew. So in order to give the context and like explain that, they had to cut something. And I was like, it's interesting that you chose not to cut some of the summit 
but chose to cut like the panic before tribal on a tribal where so much happens. Maybe not in a good way, to be honest. I thought the tribal was a little chaotic, like just it was a lot. And I was disappointed to see Maddie go home because she didn't even get a chance to play. And I'm a little appeased, not because he's on Anna's team, but because he was Brandon was the only person whose vote mattered because everyone got like hella paranoid and weird. I will say we can talk about Lauren later, which shout out girlfriend. So excited you listen to the pod that literally made my entire year. And it's March. I don't think we'll top it. That was just like the sweetest thing to hear. So like if you're listening to this one. Shout out to you. We're so excited to watch you. We love you. We love you. But I think also she was actually really smart to not vote and get her advantage this round because she already told them she'd lost her vote. So I actually think she was pretty smart in how she did that. Um, And I only thought of that in the shower, like hours after I'd watched the episode. So clearly I'm thinking about this too much, but honestly, it was like a good episode. I'm excited for the season. I don't love when we start with sending a woman home. It's just like never how I want to start a season of Survivor. I always want a man to go home first. Technically Bruce did. Technically. I want a man to be voted off the island. Goodbye. As he deserves. (laughs) We've been through enough. Okay. You took our rights in 2022. So we should take you out of the possibility of winning Survivor. You know who probably voted to take our rights? Gabler. Anyway, um, moving on. It's time for season 44. (laughs) So I'm ready to talk, but I liked it. I'm excited for the season. It's a lot to live up to, though. Like, if this is your first episode, we've got a lot to live up to. Season 44. So just saying. That's such a good point. I was just thinking that when you started talking of like, if this is the peak and it's only going to get more like slow and fatiguing from here, like I don't want it. Let it build instead of going all at once. But we start off right away, as we always do, on the beach with a challenge, with a reward challenge. I mean, Jeff talks to them and he's like, hey, guy in the shirt. And you're like, Jeff, you know their names. We know their names. Just call them by their names. And like, it's fine. You don't get anything from him introducing them. Because even if you haven't seen any promo of it, if Jeff just calls them that, you know their name. Yeah. What a waste of 30 seconds. I don't know if he's trying to like psych them up or psych each other out, but like, no, it's kind of like what we said about all the tribal councils last season was like, nothing's really being said. It's just like vague and like, oh, what are you excited for? Playing Survivor. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Duh. But we hear from a couple people. They're all, as I said really overexcited which I don't love uh, and then we're gonna do a challenge the reward is flint and also the winner doesn't have to do sweat or savvy which we'll get into in a sec um I'm not even gonna explain the two challenges this one is just like classic survivor like do a thing and then do a thing and then do a thing but what I will mention is the part where they have to crawl on their hands and knees like military army crawl through the mud and there's those like <laughs> splintery wooden beams that they're crawling under which um unfortunately bruce hits his head on which puts the challenge on pause mm-hmm. and then later leads to his removal from the game um stacy mentioned how difficult it was to watch this you guys know i love a medical emergency on this show but what i don't love is when someone is bleeding so visibly <laughs> that i have to like i had to put my hand up like over the screen and like look in between my fingers because it was kind of a lot and it made me feel like I was maybe gonna throw up it was a lot it was just like icky um and I could feel the pain I think what it was is the open wound in the mud more than anything else like the mud on the caked wound caked on the wound and the blood anyway they eventually put the challenge on pause Bruce gets checked out he's fine challenge continues Soka wins they get flint Ratu comes in second and Tika loses. Any thoughts on this challenge or Bruce hitting his head before we move into like what happens next? Because a lot of this kind of just leads us into what happens next. I have a bone to pick with Stacy. Stacy said she doesn't like the editing. And the way I wrote multiple times in my notes, this editing is lit. Something that I did write about the editing, I kind of fall in between. I get what she means about the slow-mo. I don't love the slow-mo. No, I lived but the general editing of this show is something that like it does not get talked about enough i mean it does by us but like it's stunning and like the fumbling that was in the edit of like people falling down people slipping people hitting their heads knowing that there were going to be more injuries than like a single episode ever before more medical visits whatever jeff said made it fascinating to watch because every time somebody like 
slipped or stumbled, tripped over themselves, you were like, oh my God, is this it? Are they going to get evacuated? I also think the editing was really cool and was giving very scripted television, but I kind of lived when one person would start a sentence and the other person would finish it. It was like Mm. fast paced and strong. I was like, I am all in from the jump. I actually think the editing this season is somehow fresher than it was in 43 and 42 and 41. Like, Mm. I don't know how, who you have in the room, but like I'm on board. So Stacey, I'm sorry. You don't like it. I hope it's here to stay. Love you, bitch. Love you, Stacey. Miss you. Love you, miss you. Okay. So after the challenge, that's our outcome. And then everybody separates. We go to camp and we do see the sweat or the savvy challenge again, but it's revised. We have some tweaks and I appreciate the tweaks. So I'm going to talk about the tweaks. So Soka wins. They don't have to do anything. Rachu comes in second, which means they get to choose which one they want to do and thereby like based on their choice, it determines what the other team does, which is whatever they don't choose, um, which is a new element to the selection of Sweat versus Savvy. The general like challenges themselves are the same. Like either you do this thing where you move coconuts or you do like a puzzle where you have to count the spheres. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically the same as what we've seen before. But I appreciated that that was like a different aspect of it. Yes. I thought that it was interesting that Ratu, 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 I don't know. Ratu sounds wrong. Ratu? Ratu. I've been saying Ratu. I think it's Ratu. I'm so sorry. I did watch the episode. It was hours ago, but I did do it. I thought it was weird to me that Ratu picked strength or whatever. Sweat. Sorry. Sweat. Mm -hmm. Not strength. Yikes. I'm okay. I thought it was weird to me that they picked uh, sweat because like it seemed worse. I think they underestimated the coconuts. Like I just... But I like the idea that you do get power by coming in second, right? Like mm-hmm. instead of us both being able to pick savvy, we get to decide what's going to be best for our team and or screw over the other team and give them the one we don't want. I thought that was a cool, cool, cool aspect. But I do think it just was giving meathead like they were just like, we can't do the puzzle. And I was like, but like, why not? See, I have a defense of it because and part of it is because I listened to Jeff's podcast and they talk about the like inception of this challenge and the testing that goes into it and like why do they get the time amount that they do to finish it and like long story short like it's tested so many times by the team to make sure that like it is achievable within the time that they get and I think aside from the fact that it might play to their particular strengths as like the people who chose to do it it is a guarantee that like it's possible you know it's just up to you not up to like you potentially misunderstanding or being confused by the puzzle. Like, right. There is an end time and you just do the thing and you get the thing. Mm -hmm. Someone somewhere has proven that it's possible. Okay. Fair. But also like Matthew was out trying to prove himself for no fucking reason. Yeah, that's true. He was like, I'm the oldest and the smallest. So I'm going to do it. And I was like, is that wise? It was giving gay trauma. You don't have to keep that in if you don't want to, but that's what it was giving. (laughs) And that's Okay. When you look at it also with his climbing of the rocks, I think it's a double whammy of like, my guy, you don't have to prove this to anyone. Yeah, I agree. So Ratu does the sweat. They complete it. Tika does savvy. They complete it. Um, Helen and Carson do the puzzle, which is like counting spheres, which looked awful, by the way. But they do it. Then we get into what's going on with each of the tribes at camp, getting to know each other, starting to like kind of make mini alliances but it's mostly just like getting to know each other and and the audience getting to know these people um we do find the birdcage which I'll, I'll talk about shortly um because it's a whole thing but um some notable things that happen while we're at these camps is um franny and matt connect on soka which ooh baby love where that's going at rock two we have matthew dicking around on the rocks Dicking around shoulder popping it back in and at tika eventually we do have like the overnight revisitation of bruce's injury and he does get evacuated so there's like a ton going on and it's slipping back and forth between each camp one then another then back to the first one then to the third one then back to the second one so like it's hard to talk about it in chronological order so we might as well just talk about like the big things i do want to put out there that i do believe jeff mentioned a love story and i think it's matthew and franny and I'll live if that's true. I'll live. Also, they're both on your team. They're both on my team. Incredible picks. Love that for both of them. A little bit jealous. Same. Matt's, Matt's hot. Is that he's going by Matt? Because Matthew is the he's other one. Matt. Matthew is the 
older gentleman. Maddie B, if you will. Older Maddie gentleman. <laughs> I don't think worst. I'm sorry that was that you mean. called him that. Lauren's also, gonna tell not. him. Lauren's gonna what tell him that's what you said. 40s? Yeah, he's like maybe nice. 40. I was like, what is this? Yeah, but he's the older of the two of them, I think is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm, sure. But like I'm kind of hopeful now, but also sad for me if that's true, you know? A hundred percent, yes. That's that's my call. Cause I feel like someone someone mentioned that there's a love story this season. I, I heard that in the zeitgeist leading up to the season. And I think it was from the horse, aka Jeff's mouth. Jeff equals the horse. Yeah, you <laughs> know what I'm monster. Jeff is the horse. Yeah. If you're gonna have a podcast about your own television show, I'm gonna say from the horse's mouth when I'm referring to you, Jeff. Anyway, I'm yeah. moving on. Which, to be fair, you got to give it a listen. I'll talk about it when we vibe check Jeff a little bit, but like, it's kind of great. He's not great, but the podcast is great. We love also, this for us. If whoever is the like associate producer on that podcast who definitely listened to our podcast while you were doing your research, um, if you're perhaps listening now, hey. And thank you for the shout out for Jeff Needs a Vibe Check. Yeah. It's, it's... We've literally been doing this for three years. The pandemic started three years ago. Rolling my eyes so heavily at why does Jeff suck? Do you mean Jeff needs a vibe check? Because that's what it means. And maybe it's funny because Jeff is saying it about himself. But like, we all been new where you got that from. We've been new. We've been We're new. On you. We're on to you. Any other feelings about like, I don't know, the general vibes of at camp before we talk about the birdcage? No. Uh, Matthew, we already told you to calm down. Stop getting on rocks and playing Ozzy when you're not young. Like Anna already and he was called you. Up, like, he was like... Um, in his confessional, like getting kind of teary eyed, being like, if I go home based on my own stupidity, like I will feel so bad. And I'm like, yes. So let's learn from this experience. Oh, he was like crying too. He killed me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. sweet angel. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the feeling of knowing you fucked up. Right? Like that's got to feel so bad. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, I've maybe taken myself out of this own, my own thing. Like the one thing I've wanted to do my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I've maybe taken myself out with my own like hubris. Actually, they were talking about it on Jeff's podcast with like a couple of the producers and they were basically talking about how like they don't intervene. They're like, if a cast member wants to do something, like as long as they're not putting themselves in like imminent danger, we just say like, hold on, let's get like the drone camera. And then they were like, they were, they were debating um, between the hosts on the podcast of like, was it dumb or was it only dumb because he fell? And it's like, well, yeah, if he had like found a giant crab and took it back to his camp, like it wouldn't have been dumb, but that didn't happen. He fell. <laughs> so like it was dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, that's kind of a such a vibe of being like, I would have felt bad had something bad happened. But because something bad didn't happen, I don't feel bad. And honestly, a vibe. Yeah. But that happens. And then like I said, Bruce does eventually get evacuated, which is sad. But also I don't really have that much to say about it because we didn't really get to nur him that well. Nur Jeff him? did say on the podcast he will be back. They don't know when. But he will be back, which has me holding out hope Bruce? for all, all medevac season. The the doctor or Bruce? Sorry, I got confused. No, Bruce. What? Jeff on, on, on Jeff's podcast, straight from the horse's mouth, was like, you heard it here first. We're going to bring him back. We don't know when, but we're going to bring him back. The doctor. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you meant this season, but he no, 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 means... No to the game of survivor so yes. now i understand you're saying medevac season i get it i was like what are you talking about Anna?" i was like medevac season do you mean this season i'm confused no okay i'm so sorry wow. for being unclear i'm back with you i'm back with you let's go to the summit i'm ready we gotta talk about the birdcage first oh so shit we do have to talk about the birdcage because there's so, a lot to literally unpack there there's a lot to unpack from the birdcage so when all of them get to camp at different points they find this birdcage which is hidden in plain sight it's locked it's got like a big rusty old-fashioned lock on it and everyone's pretty much like somewhere there's a key except for carolyn who's like i'm just gonna open it i'm not gonna do it with a key and i'm like you go girl i hope you do find a bobby pin and get in there girl if anyone could do it it's her but there's this birdcage we don't know what's in it i think soka finds it first and they like don't really talk about it that much. They don't find a key. Ratu comes across it, and Lauren is basically like, "Are we not going to like discuss this as a team?" And the rest of them are like, "No, let's like wait for everybody to get back." And she's like, "Are we not going to talk about it?" The birdcage, mm-hmm. um, immediately proving that she is smarter than all of them. But eventually, they all look for the key, and Brandon finds it. I'm jumping ahead, but this is the place to talk about it because we're going to talk about what's in the birdcage, which is an idol 
and a fake idol, which is in the in the parchment. I believe they refer to it as a medallion. And I wrote, not the medallion of no power. I liked that they called it a medallion. And then they, in like true Jeff fashion, said, to do with whatever you'd like. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, not this. Not you telling them to make a fake idol out of it. Honestly, work. Mm. Love it. We say the producers aren't involved, but you literally in the note to the person who takes it says, why don't you make a fake idol? Do with it what you will. What a fucking souvenir. Absolutely not. Also, if you don't like, I'm skipping around a lot, but I have a lot of feels about this. It's hard. The episode skips around a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. My problem with the birdcage too, or anytime we try a new thing in Survivor, I love that we try new things. I love that we are ready to go after new things and like try and make this game different and change it right but I think what we've seen is when you try something new if one tribe fucks it up it fucks it up for the whole game because Mm -hmm. now everyone in Ratu knows what the fake thing looks like what's in the birdcage and what that person was told so like there's too much information in six people you honestly need all of Ratu to just go away now and I don't say that saying I don't want those people to play the game. It's just like you now have too much information and it's going to fuck up the rest of the game and maybe in a fun way, but it's kind of like it takes all the element of like cool funness out of this. Of yeah. like this is a really cool I love this idea. When he read what it was, I was like, wait, this is sick. You have a mm-hmm. fake idol and a real idol. That's amazing. Brandon, what the hell were you doing? And then okay, I know I'm skipping to the end. Spoiler, Maddie goes home. Brandon, you sent Maddie home, who was the one person who was like, maybe we don't tell everyone. Like, I, you're like, I don't trust her. And I'm like, yeah, but she was smart, you dummy. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't play with jocks. I, mm-hmm. I said, but uh, totally agree with what you said of like, sorry, I'm getting out of Now plans. everybody just knows. So what happens when like someone from the other team tries to play a fake idol? Like, or like shows it to someone from Ratu, like when they're merged and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I found this idol with so-and-so. And they're like, that's fake. Yeah. It's like, I'm how so hoping know? that one of the other teams does it correctly. That it all plays out like while they're still in the three tribes. So like somebody can find it and like they don't tell anyone that they find the key and they somehow sneak in and get it. And then the thing in the cage is just gone for everyone to see. Yes. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what was in it. That is such a cool scenario that I'm not confident we're going to see, but that I hope we do. I'm still being optimistic, but that's the bird cage. Yeah. We have a lot of feels. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Lots of fails. Lots of fails. Speaking of the fact that Lauren was the one to be like, are we not going to talk about this? Um, Lauren also proves how smart she is before they go to the summit in the selecting of who's going to go. And then we see more of her at the summit. So let's talk about the summit. We know the summit. We love the summit. Mm, do we? I don't know. I but really, it's I like that again. you said that, but no, I don't think I agree. But <laughs> I did like this version. It was funner. Mm-hmm. It was funner. So it's slightly revised with the rules of risking but I do just want to mention what I mentioned before which is that Lauren um has a moment where she's like I picked the rocks that were going into the bag so I knew which one was going to be the gray rock so I picked it smarty pants and then we go to the summit it's Lauren Sarah and Matt going and they get there and they're told by a sign (laughs) lame um to pick a path and they have to make an individual decision Bearing in mind that they've all seen the previous seasons where, like, the summit is included. So they have an idea of, like, okay, I might have to risk my vote for the chance at an advantage. Like, they kind of know the general vibe, but the rules of risking your vote have changed. You now must risk your vote. Each person has a bag, and in that bag are three packages. Two of those packages are a lose your vote. One of them is a secret advantage, and you have to draw one. Like, you have to pick something out of the bag. So immediately- You can't just say, like, I'm not going to risk my vote, which I love. And then there's this added element of if the first thing you pick from the bag is to lose your vote, you have the option to pick again. Now, you could pick a secret advantage or you could pick a second lose your vote, thereby losing your vote at the next two tribal councils, which, again, I love this change. Before we talk about what happens, Aggie, how are you feeling about these changes? Changes. Oh, no, I loved I lived. I was like, this is great. Um, I think realistically what was cool about it was that you're basically double or nothing your odds, right? But did you you're about to talk about the advantages? I just think it was cool. Yeah, that- let me just I can I can explain them and then let's just yeah, talk about okay. it. Okay, do that, do that, do that. I don't want to like steal. Yeah, no, I, I might as well. So 
did wait sidebar did matt lose both his votes or just one he lost both he lost both. okay so matt lo- this, I mean, this is both. the perfect outcome for the first summit like everybody gets a little bit of everything matt loses both his votes after selecting twice sarah loses her vote on the first selection and then goes again and gets an advantage the inheritance advantage and then lauren gets an advantage first these are both new advantages the bank your vote is that you can secretly not vote at a tribal council and then keep your parchment to use later as an extra vote and then the inheritance advantage you basically you you have to play it at the time you're in the voting booth so like it's before any idols would be played but potentially after other advantages have been played so like you got to kind of game mm-hmm. it right but you then inherit any idols or advantages that were played at that tribal council after like they get recycled and they come to you and that is so fucking cool Sometimes they try to flush idols to be like, oh, it'll go back into play. But the implications of what you can do if you have this advantage and you are smart enough to like get people to play their stuff, knowing that it's going to come back to you is so fucking cool. <laughs> like this is this is unbelievable if played right. And I'm so excited. I am very excited to see how it comes together because I think it's awesome. I do need to know when you play it. You play it when you're voting. Because I paused it to read the parchment and it says it must be played at the voting booth. Okay, that so makes like I was more sense. Before, like, so I was like, potentially some do advantages this? could have been played at that tribal council already. And then you're saying like, oh, I want, you know, somebody used to steal a voter, an extra voter, yeah. knowledge is power. Now I want that. I'm going to play it. But you wouldn't know if idols had been played yet you could be okay on it fair for sure but you have to play it when you're in the voting booth per the parchment okay that feels very reasonable to me because i was like how are you going to get away with playing an advantage in the moment like i was like that's not gonna work Mm -hmm. but that makes more sense okay vibes i was like let me see what it says (laughs) love this i think i already said my thought about lauren about how we haven't really like talked about them going back to camp, but I think the thing that's interesting about her is that she kind of gives them a lot of information at camp. So I'm kind of skipping ahead, but she says like, I lost my vote, but then her thing was she had to lose a vote to gain her extra vote. So because she'd said that lie, mm-hmm. it actually worked for her advantage to not vote in the tribal council. Yes. It didn't work to Maddie's advantage or to my enjoyment of how tribal council went. But for Lauren, she now has an extra vote. So like 10 out of 10 girlfriend. But I didn't love the outcome of the tribal council in which you did that. That's fair. So it's it's more about like how she already used it. But mm-hmm. I do like the idea that, yeah, you were cashing it in for an extra or sorry, that you're um basically get your own extra vote based yeah. on your own stealth, mm-hmm. which was kind of a vibe. Yes. But to that point, like Lauren tells him that she lost her vote, which is not true, but is technically true at this particular tribal council because she's going to forego her vote to take the extra one. But Matt back at camp tells them that he lost his vote. He shows them the parchment saying, I lost my vote. He does not say he lost two, but he says, I lost my vote. He shows them the thing that'll be important later. And then Sarah tells them that like, it was basically how it was in previous seasons where she's like, I risked my vote, but I don't know, you know, what the outcome is yet because it's based on what other people did, which I thought was pretty smart. But as soon as someone else goes to the thing, like, it could get fucked up. Yeah. But that brings us to the immunity challenge. Couldn't tell you what the challenge was. Another nonsense of, like, do a thing and shimmy under a pole. And I can tell you what it was. I know there was a slide puzzle. A really heavy, large I just don't really care slide. what it was. <laughs> okay, can I just say one thing about the actual, like, things they did? Yeah. The boat trip seemed unnecessary. What's the boat? What boat trip? In the immunity challenge? Anna, they, they row a boat, boat out past a buoy to come back to a fucking <laughs> thing in the water to get the chest unlocked. But like they don't even swim to get the chest. It's just there at that. Like you could have just had them run to the thing and get the chest. Why did we row the boat out to bring it back for them to just get the chest and bring it back? Like that just felt like an unnecessary amount of tired. And then Brandon has exhaustion in the middle. So, like, did it even, like, why? And, like, what you were saying before, like, we cut that the vote was Jamie for this. You understand what I'm <laughs> for saying. For rowing the boats. For rowing the boats. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm getting at. Perfect. You get yeah, me. Yeah. You get me. I get you so much that that's why I didn't want to describe the challenge. 
well i'm just saying it was unnecessary and a waste of our time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also there's a slide puzzle you get it but also also at some point brandon has like heat stroke and is basically about to pass out and throw up so we do put the challenge on pause yet again and uh it's kind of uneventful like he gets checked out he gets some water and then like he's just chilling in the shade and the challenge resumes so it's like but t do we trust this doctor because he said bruce was fine i do trust this doctor i actually would trust the survivor doctors i think with my life (laughs) but i was like you said bruce was fine you said he had the Mm -hmm. same problem yeah i guess you're right you were like oh he's fine in his head like bruce was concussed (laughs) bruce was (laughs) not well yeah but brandon was just exhausted from pulling all those coconuts no no he was exhausted from the boat trip he didn't have to make that too (laughs) that too yes jeff said why don't you get in the water and dehydrate yourself would you like to waterboard yourself (laughs) like jesus christ jeff Mm. i know it's not time to vibe check you but it just it was an unnecessary boat ride and I'll, oh I'll die on this hill. In his podcast, he was talking about like how people don't like when he talks during the challenges and he went on a whole spiel. You have to listen to it. He's incredibly defensive lately. Like those clips have been going around of him on some other podcast, I think from like last fall. And he's so incredibly defensive about things to the point where like, I don't think he can see the forest through the trees of like what the fans are seeing. It's like, but my God, we'll you gotta calm to down. He needs to um, chill out. But that's what happens in the challenge. The most exciting part, though, of the challenge is the fact that because Bruce went home, two people have to sit out from the other teams. Matthew sits out because of his shoulder, and then Claire sits out from um, the tribe that I love, the Green Tribe, um, whose the name Green Tribe Soka Soka. <laughs> and then during the challenge, she like pulls him to the side and is like, Psst, "Hey, Psst. what did they show you when they got back from the summit?" And she's basically like. Matt showed us a piece of paper that said he lost his vote. Like, did you see something? And Matthew's like, no. And then that creates chaos later. But more than anything else, it just proves that Claire knows her shit. And Claire is going to be an awesome player. <laughs> um, so this moment was cute. I ad- also enjoyed. I also enjoyed. And so smart. So smart. I was just like, wait, this is honestly a vibe. It reminds me of the older seasons when they would like talk to each other during the challenges. Yes. Yes. I loved it. I was like, this is great. Big fan. Big fan of that mini possible alliance. I just like that she's just out here trying to find anyone to be a pal with. Also, did you see the shirt she was wearing? It was like a green shirt, like a green tank top because she's on the green team, but it had like this weird like cat illustration on it. I don't like think Like a I 1970s style like cat embroidery type picture. I don't think weird. I realized. I'll send it to you. Okay, send it to <laughs> me. Send it to me. Send it to me, baby. Yeah. But love Claire. Loved that moment. Um, and then Soka wins. Tika comes in second, and Ratu is going to tribal council. Um, before we talk about the chaos of I'm putting strategizing in quotation marks with a question mark that happens at Ratu. I did just also want to point out that like there is a budding alliance on Tika. We mentioned the Franny and Matt kind of partnership that's blooming over on Soka um, and this like Matthew Claire potential cross tribal moment. Um, and then the only other one that I want to mention before we talk about Rachu is on Tika. We have this moment between Sarah, Helen and Carson where the three of them are basically like, what if we get together? Which now that Bruce is gone, they're a majority. So like. Yeah. Like, and also those are the three I like. Yeah. Carter tweeted oh, about jam how jam. I like Jam Jam. He's not in the club. No, but he will be. I'm not worried he about will. him. He's too nice, I think. Yeah, and also just like we don't see any real vibes from anyone because they're not going to tribal. True. Actually, this is a good time. Will you tell me what you like about Sarah? Yes. Because it, like she didn't stand I didn't out. get bad vibes from her. I just she didn't really stand out to me. But you and Stacy both mentioned her, so please yeah, I think that's fair. So I I liked her because, one, she's on my team. So I feel like because we have these teams, I'm, like, paying attention to the people who are on them. And honestly, she had, like, I think it was one, her conversation with, she's not in the, like, group, right? No, it is. Sarah, Helen, and Carter. Carson. They had, like, Carson. Oh, my God, Carson. I'm so sorry. How could you forget I did Carson? not mean that. I did not mean that. Um, They had, like, a nice little moment. But I think she's the one who, um, first off, 
shout out to her for not talking about her dead best friend in the first episode because isn't that what I like mean, she might have and it just might have not made the edit yeah but like shout out to the editors for realizing that's not why we should care about her because not i think yet. we all not like but i was like she offers more than that i think is she the one maybe i'm confusing her i didn't take great notes because i want to be honest i did do this in a broadway rush line i liked her on the summit she was like pretty chill pretty cool and then she i just liked when she yelled out after she found her advantage she's like that's totally worth not having to vote for one tribal council. And I was like, honestly, work. She had really good vibes also when they were deciding who was going to do the savvy challenge. Yes. Like, like she, she was had amazing energy. Yes. Like very calm, very like chill. I think also there's, I'm, it's either, I think it's her. There's one like sort of confessional that she has where she's talking about how she wants to play the game. And I wish I had paid better attention but it just like the way she spoke, I was like, yeah, she gets it. But I, I don't have like a direct quote. I also just I want to talk about the Tika tribe a little bit. Yeah. Carolyn is like doing too much, but I kind of love the rest of them. And like, I think they're handling her sort of in a like respectful and kind way without making it weird. Um, mm-hmm. And I think. I'm very excited for them. I like them as a group and I want them. I want only good things for them. And I don't know. I don't know. I also just really like a lot of the people on this season. Like no one really, honestly, like even though I wasn't like living for Carolyn, I wasn't like, Oh, I hate you. Like, please get off my screen. There wasn't anyone where I was like, nah, like this ain't it. I was like, Oh, okay. I could be into this. Well, that's pleasant to hear. But I I wish Stacey had given her example because I'm sure she and I probably are thinking of the same moment and I'm just, mm-hmm. I can't off the top of my head remember what it was. I mean, I'm sure things will come up that will bring us back to the same conversation. So I'm yes. not worried about it. But uh, that brings us to Ratu, who are now going to tribal council. We're back at their camp and I'm just going to quick fire through what we see happen, which I can't remember if at this point, Brandon already has his idol which the way that it went down he found it maddie saw him find it he was like did maddie see me find it i better tell her that i have it they discuss whether or not to keep it secret ultimately he's like no i'm just gonna tell everyone because he's like it will build trust even though it's putting a target on my back Mm. which we'll come back to that in a sec (laughs) but they get back to camp basically brandon feels a little bit guilty for not being able to help in the challenge and hindering them everyone's like no no you're fine um matthew shares with brandon and kane the info that he got about Lauren potentially being sneaky about what happened at the summit. Then they're like, okay, cool. We'll vote Lauren. Maddie is gunning for Brandon with Lauren. Jamie is like, the guys want to vote Lauren and the girls want to vote Brandon. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, didn't you just say what you think is going on? So you do know what's going on. But now knowing what we know about Maddie in her exit interviews saying that actually the vote was Jamie, I'm kind of more on Jamie's side. Jamie wants to play shot in the dark. Kay. Brandon doesn't trust Maddie. Maddie is scheming all over the place, trying to get people on her side. Probably a little bit too hard. Kane and Matthew were like, why would we vote out Brandon? He's our biggest guy and it's still so early, so we need him. They're not wrong. All of this is going down like spitfire one by one by one. And then we go to tribal. The way the way we had eight minutes left in the episode when the immunity challenge was over and i was like wait no mm-hmm. no 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 i was stressed i was like not this guys get it together like it makes sense because it's their first one that they would be all over the place but i i wanted it to be a little more clear for me <laughs> it was actually so insane i was like what like yeah. no they were doing too and much. And I was so confused as to why Jamie was like, I'm going to play my shot in the dark. Well, that's the thing. I was like, she does it correctly. But we all think, did she do it correct? Like, everyone's like, did she do it correctly, though? Because mm-hmm. it seems like she just randomly played it for no reason. And then everyone's like, no, 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 you misunderstand. Like, she was the vote. And I'm like, so then I should have seen that in the edit. Right. Because then now the edit is just making Jamie look like a complete stupid head. A complete dummy. A complete dumb dumb. Paranoid. Not thinking clearly. Why would they do that to her? That's so mean. At least give us some indication of something that happened that made her think, but what if it's me? Instead of just having her be like, I don't know what's going on. Someone told me this. Someone told me this. I don't know. 
Yeah, I had a lot of questions. I was like, wait, what? But then we get to tribal. And the general vibe from Jeff is like, tell me what's going on. What's the vibe? And they're like, the vibe is tense. The vibe is uncertain. Obviously. Obviously. It's open information that Brandon has his idol. And there's some discussion of like, but is it the tribe's idol or is it Brandon's idol? And everyone's like, no, it's Brandon's idol. And he's like, yeah, it's my idol. Um, But it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Also not a secret that Jamie is going to play her shot in the dark because she says it openly. Um, Which also she says, I trust everyone who told me what they're going to do. So withholding my vote doesn't make a difference. To which I say, if you're trusting everyone who told you what they're going to do, why are you playing shot in the dark? Like, it was a weird way to say that of like, I'm going to do this because I trust these people that they're going to follow through on what they did or what they said. It was very confusing. It was confusing. I also agree. And I was like, wait, what? It was just, it was so hard to follow her thought process. Yeah, I had questions. So, yeah, I mean, it's for the first tribal council, like, a lot is going on, but they're not really saying that much. Like, it's just the back and forth of, like, do we trust people yet? I don't know. I'm not sure. And then Jamie says she's going to play her shot in the dark. And then we vote. She plays her shot in the dark. Huge twist. So does Matthew. Also, no indication. The only thing I can think of is that maybe he's nervous because of his arm that he's like, I'm going to be the secretly the target but we don't hear anything about that mm-hmm. so they both play their shot in the dark which then prompts brandon to be like uh maybe i don't know what's going on you and me both brandon you so he- and <laughs> me both we are the same he plays his immunity idol lauren has banked her vote so she didn't vote so now lauren didn't vote matthew didn't vote jamie didn't vote brandon is safe Maddie and Kane both voted for Brandon. Brandon voted for Maddie. Maddie goes home. It's complicated, but it doesn't make sense. And for that reason, I didn't love it. So I have feelings about it because I'm just like, I just don't know if it was necessary for us to do it this way. Like, I think my my issues with the edit. Yeah, I think that's what my problem is. Why we were shown what we were shown when this is the outcome. Why didn't we see Jamie being the vote? Because also, it's been a three-season lead-up to someone successfully doing this. And mm-hmm. you're here to tell me the person who finally does it, we all think, didn't do it for a real reason. After three seasons of no one actually being safe and shot in the dark, you felt it was important to not show us why she wanted to play it in the first place? You're kidding. You're actively kidding. I literally wrote my notes like, shot in the dark works for the first time ever. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, so? Like, this is insane. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, no one cares. That's dumb. I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? For that reason alone, I was annoyed. Other than that, I wasn't that annoyed. You know what I super duper was not annoyed about and in fact want a lot more of? Tell me. Um, The set. Like, the tribal council set? Yes. Excuse me? Yes. What are we doing? I live. Plus the immunity idol. I didn't talk about that earlier, but it's like the sword and shield because we're doing like a knight's chess medieval theme, but not for the season, just for the set. Why? I don't know. It's amazing. I live. I loved it. But I was also like, what are we doing here? I'm confused. It's such a tease. Like you leave me wanting more. It just Well, are you telling me that we do have a theme this season? Mm-hmm. Or are we just spending so much money on the set to make it look Um, unbelievably cool and themed for nothing like i also the immunity idol is a shield like is a sword so fucking cool and the voting booth is a chessboard like hello there's so much cool and we're just like not sure why Mm -hmm. like why are we doing this also nobody talked about it like only one person when they went up to vote was like this is cool yeah like it was like wait what (laughs) like jeff didn't mention it but I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> that technically brings us to the end of, like, the episode. Do you have any other feelings before we move into our segments? No, let's let's do it. It was let's a great, it was a good episode. It. Chaotic. Mm-hmm. And we left the least amount of time for Tribal Council because you know what they did on the episode? The same thing. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. Moving into our segments, we had some fans of Spoken questions. If you don't know now, you know. We have a segment called Fans of Spoken, um, The Fans of Spoken, 
And uh, we put a question box on our Instagram story and we ask you for your thoughts on the episode. And sometimes you give them to us at Brian Cove, put only emojis. So I'm going to do my best to describe what the emojis were. <laughs> it was the smiley face with a party hat and a party popper in its mouth going, woo, um, a clap, clapping emoji and a sword, which as you just heard us talk about the theming on point, but what for? I have more questions, but I liked your use of emojis here. I'm sorry if I butchered them in my description, but you all know which ones I'm talking about. No, no, I co-signed. I liked it too. It was accurate. And then our good pal, Nick, you guys remember Nick (laughs) at NickyMouse411 on Instagram. Um, He said that tribal council was a mess. The level of paranoia in just the first one. Girl. 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 That's my Nick impression. Um, If you're listening, Nick, let me know how I did. Um, and then Jesse, Jesse Rodriguez, 2013, friend of the pod, said the, pod. the men better be careful or they're going to get themselves medevaced. And honestly, as we said before, like they deserve to be voted out, but I'm also not mad that they're like their own stupidity is hindering them. I mean, yeah, I'm honestly not that shocked. Mm-hmm. Men are dumb. Men are dumb and they hurt themselves. Honestly, that could be like a country song. anyway sorry (laughs) speaking of dumb men jeff we got beef we got beef my guy beef we got pork we got chicken i got everything jeff needs a vibe check this is our segment by the way copyrighted copyrighted trademarked um that jeff straight up stole from us so if you've listened to jeff's podcast and you've heard his segment why jeff sucks you know like if you've listened to that and you've listened to this you know that we did it first and i'm feeling very territorial so this is the same anna i'm feeling territorial as well but other than that the podcast is pretty good in that like it's informative and i'm learning a lot of behind the scenes stuff do i need jeff to be the host not necessarily i'm cool to just hear from the producers and like the team but yeah i'm really i'm pretty pissed off that they just stole our segment but uh that is the vibe check that is the vibe check no i do actually have a vibe check um it's at the very beginning of the episode when jeff says we're gonna birth you into this game right here oh god so much happened with that comment i was like i've already clipped out the part of the episode because jeff says it and then it cuts to franny doing like a birthing motion Mm -hmm. Um, guess it does i've already clipped it it's going on the gram so if for some reason you don't know the moment you're gonna see it yeah it's yucky yeah, it was. It was. I agree. I agree. Do you uh, have any other vibe checks? <laughs> um, yes. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite one, though, is he's explaining the immunity idol, which honestly more of this when it was the mm-hmm. Ouroboros. How did you say that? Remember that word? The snake eating its tail? The or- Ouroboros? The Ouroboros. You could have explained the Ouroboros, Jeff, and why it was an Ouroboros. Mm-hmm. Anna shouldn't have had to do her own research. But in explaining why it's a short sword and a shield, he goes, with either one of these, no one is going to kill you and then swings the sword. <laughs> like, swing rather severely. <laughs> swing. And then at the that's at the beginning, by the way. And then at the end, he aggressively pulls them apart and he goes, sword is for first place. And I was like, I have to go. I have to no, leave. He, didn't he absolutely he did. Go find it. He absolutely did. Stop. I'm going to use that every week. Sword Sword is is for first place. place. And I was like, I have to go. I can't be here anymore. Like, I can't. I can't be here anymore. It was a lot. There's a lot going on there. I'm like, I'm I'm processing it in real time right now. I know you are. And I'm sorry about it. Because I really need a moment. But we're going to move on. We have to. But just know, Jeff, it was seen and will not be forgotten. I, i'm never gonna forget <laughs> can't believe i missed it okay it's time for castaway of the week stacy was first stacy did not specify who her castaway of the week was so we're gonna have to circle back on that and fill it in um when she is returned to us when but, she uh, is returned to us i'm screaming she is returned to us i have a feeling it's lauren but could be we'll could be we'll see but aggie who's yours who's your castaway of the week I shall be picking. Um, uh, 
because they don't have to pick someone on my team, right? Correct. You can Although, shout out to Heidi for being the only person on her team to be able to make fire. I see you, Team Aggie. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if she's going to be my like my castaway of the week, but like shout out. I think I might have to go Lauren, not because she's just a pal of the pod, but also because I thought it was really smart. Like it literally came to me in the shower. I was like, wait, that was actually so brilliant. She told them she didn't have a vote and then didn't vote. And in doing so, got an extra vote. Like that's so smart. Otherwise, I think I'm still kind of taking in what people are doing. So I'm not getting a real vibe on like, who's doing what? Like, what is where? What are you thinking? I don't feel like I have a good handle on that yet. Um, Because it was a chaotic episode with a lot going on. Yeah. No, I think that's well said. Um, I'm also going to pick Lauren. I know that like, we try not to overlap, but I feel like past through the week, I feel like whatever. we do often. <laughs> I feel like we do often. But my reasoning is more, I mean, A, she was like far and away the smartest person in the episode at multiple instances, but also I want to just clarify the things that I said in our cast assessment, because I feel like with Lauren, she was someone who, based on reading the questionnaire, her answers were very like, I think I called them cookie cutter, where it felt like she was answering things the way that it seemed that they should be answered. And I was like, Mm -hmm. she obviously understands on a surface level, like what the right way to do things is in the game but I wanted to see more I wanted to see it in action and just get like more of a full like depth from her um and immediately like episode one I have it so thank you um you clearly have a grasp on the game of how it's meant to be played you've already like run a couple laps around your tribe mates in certain things um with what you've said and how you've explained your thought process so mm-hmm. Lauren is I absolutely here to play I'm here to watch um, and I'm here to have you on the pod, Lauren. Oh, Lauren, um, uh, literally anytime. Do you want to just come do a recap with us? Like, uh, nothing but yeah, bring so me I'm, joy. I'm correcting the things I said. It's an addendum. This brings us to our final segment, which is rapid fire questions. I have three quick ones. Well, I know that the first one is quick. It's if you're at the summit and, are, and you've risked your vote and you've lost your vote. Are you going back in for a second one? Oh, it's tough because as we saw with Matt, if you had bad luck the first time, it just feels like you're going to have bad luck the second time. But I feel like odds wise, yes, Mm -hmm. now I have a 50% chance of getting it. So like, yes, I I think Mm -hmm. I'd have to because I like to quote Matt. I came out here to play Survivor, didn't come out here to pussyfoot around. I feel like that's something he said. It was something to that effect. Don't love the use of the word pussy pussyfoot. Foot. Me neither. Don't like. It. Well, it's it supposed to be like talking about cats. Like my mouth. It's supposed to be talking about cats, but now that pussy is just like a word that people say. Also, the word foot is gross too. So it's like doubly. I don't like it. Um, but I agree with you. I think you got to go for it. I th- I do think like in reality, I would feel it out. Like what my gut is telling me in the moment. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, I do think you. I do think you have to go for it. Especially if it's the first visit. Like, yeah, I think you have to just go for it. Okay. You're probably okay. You have to go for it and say, yeah, hell yeah, let's fucking go. Hell yeah. LFG. LFG. G. Okay, next question. What is one thing you want to see this season? One thing you're hoping to see? A female winner. Ooh. It's Ooh. been one season without one, and I'm over it already. So yeah, that's what I'm manifesting. Also, an interaction between Carson and Jeff that is in some way comical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Either to the act, like in actuality or to the viewer. Uh, Dealer's choice. But I do want them to personally interact. I think that's good. Hopefully at a tribal council. Because I think Mm. Carson will have a reaction when he gets to tribal. And I can't wait. (laughs) Um, I think I want to see, A, someone successfully get the birdcage for themselves without other people knowing. Ooh, that's a good, better answer. I was going for vibes, but that's actually like a no, I love the play vibes. answer and I love that. So like second. To that point, just someone to like keep something a secret, which I don't think we've seen a real secret be kept in like a million oh, it's years. Been a minute. But I would love for that to happen. And similarly to you, actually, I would like to see a Jam Jam Jeff moment, perhaps a hug. <gasps> Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Stop yeah. it. Stop yeah. it. Like winning individual immunity, 
can I hug you, Jeff? Like, I just, I just feel like that would be um, premium. Yep. Um, yeah. Last question, similar, but different. What is one thing you hope we don't see this season? And you can't say a male winner. <laughs> a second medivac. We've already had one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope we don't see this season. Um, I hope we don't see five women go out in a row for the first five weeks. I will turn it off. And by I will turn it off, I mean, I'll still watch, but I'll make us talk about something else on the pod. So I hope we don't do that again. Cause that was just like, it was giving 20, it was giving January, 2021 energy. And I didn't like it. I'm trying to think what else would I like not want to sit through? I, this, I feel like I'm just going to say it, but I don't think this is something we're going to get. I would like to sit through no more shot in the dark. Someone successfully did it. Let's not do it anymore. And I honestly, please, please, please get rid of it forever. Mm -hmm. After this season, you finally had someone do it. And like, she got zero votes. Technically, she successfully played it in that she got the safe parchment. But technically, it didn't save her from one goddamn thing. Like, I don't want to see Shot in the Dark anymore. Because I Mm -hmm. also think my friend Michael, shout out pal, he texted me this morning and was like, we have to talk about Survivor. And I was like, you get it. He also pointed out that like Jeff has to be vague at tribal council because anyone could play shot in the dark. And that's causing the tribal councils to be less engaging pre-merge or like until the last what top six is it or whatever, because people Mm -hmm. are like too afraid that someone's gonna be like, well, I'm just going to play my shot in the dark. And so it makes for a less interesting tribal council in terms of what they talk about, because everyone has to talk in a fucking metaphor. I don't want to see any more. But that's more of a like general survivor thing. So like for this specific season, what were you thinking? I would like to see this season not go so much on the emotional backstories in the edit as last season. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of my biggest criticisms last season was that it felt like everyone was telling their story to the camera instead of to each other. Yeah. Um, and I and don't I hope, feel like hope that they can, as of right can... now, I think they have a better balance. I mean, so far, it's only been one episode. One episode, so... but it did start. At the beginning of it last started season. Better than last season. Within minutes. My, my hope is that it continues that way and that like they actually bond with each other over their traumas and not just like regurgitate them to the camera. Trauma bonding. But also, I kind of am holding out hope that this is the first season where we don't see final four fire making. That's not gonna happen. It's not like, gonna it's happen, but God, I would love it. I don't I hate it so much. So I was just talking to my brother just finished season 38 this week. Oh, he saw the he saw the game changing move, mm-hmm. and so we were talking about it a lot this week. Of like, fire making is basically just cheating. It is in this essay. <laughs> we will. Um, and I would just I would like to see it either removed, and like that's a huge twist to the players, or revised, or it's back to being fire making when it's a tie, or maybe it's earlier. I don't know. Just I'm I'm a little bit tired of it being an expectation for the players of like okay well when we get to four like this is how we're gonna play fire making and using it as a tool to like get someone out who otherwise they couldn't get out like stop it it's something that's been around a little too long i think and needs to be reworked so i really hope we don't see it we're going to we're going but i hope we don't i wish we wouldn't is i think is a better way to say that and contrary to popular belief i i also don't want to see another medevac i was a little unimpressed by bruce's sorry (laughs) Yeah, Loki, you got to go big or go home. Or like it has to be later so it's more devastating. Yeah, they were all crying. I was like, you don't know this man from Adam. I'm like, I don't care. We just met him. I feel bad and like I'm glad he's okay, but I wasn't emotionally invested. No. And I didn't feel like something was being ripped away the way that it is when like someone leaves mid-season or near the end. That's what I want when I say I want a medevac just for the listeners. Like Anna has thoughts on medivax and like it's got to be exactly what she wants okay it's got to be worth it otherwise no i'm not just out here wanting any medivac i want a good one i agree with that i'm not disagreeing with that and we shall see as the season carries on because this is just the beginning and we have a lot more survivor to do so uh that brings us to the end of this episode we hope you've enjoyed we can't wait to have stacy back are we covering weekly we're gonna play it by ear i think right yeah, I think so for the for clarity for the pod, you can leave this in or not. I will. Um Maybe. season 43 really took something away from our hearts and you can blame Gabler in that entirety. So, I think as of right now, we're scheduled to do this premiere episode and then wait a few episodes and do another up ep- 
do another like podcast recording episode and give you guys some like other fun content in between, like maybe a rewind recap or like a watch a watch an episode. I'm feeling a little optimistic about season 44. So you might get some weekly recaps from us because we actually like it (laughs) a concept. It's Um, very much in the hands of the season. It's very much in the hands of Jeffrey and the editing team. So watch this space, to be honest, like we could also just throw at you a season of are you the one because me and Anna still loved it so much. So like watch this space, keep up with us. We might throw in a fun, like throwback with, if it feels like, you know what, we're going to say the same things this week that we said last week, not because we don't care about the players, but more just like we can give you more creative and interesting content and still talk to you about survivor. So we love you. We're happy to be on this journey with you. Like, see you there. Can't wait. Too long, don't read. If it's worth talking about, we will. We'll talk about it. And if it's not, we'll just wait a little bit until there's something. So there's like more, more to that talk we have about. to say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, also the thing we notice again, I'm just saying this for you guys to for transparency. Something we noticed is like potentially last season, if we had waited a few episodes, we would have seen some arcs develop so that we would have had a better ability to talk about like where the whole season was going because things were sort of left in pieces and so we also were thinking like it might be helpful to do that but we shall see i had a big yawn at the end of that not because because you're boring me but because it is late it's it's time to go thank you for listening thank you for that explanation also aggie that was that was um very concise i try as to what the pod is up to but uh for now Maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't, but we'll see you soon. We'll be on the gram. We'll hit you with something. Um, But thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, as always, thank you for escaping reality with us. Bye-bye.